Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, gorgeous. We have just had Christmas and I hope that each and every one of you had an amazing, an amazing Christmas or found something to find joy in the day. I know how tough Christmas can be for some people and I used to be one of those people who used to hate Christmas, but I learned for myself how to make it special again and I just... I don't know. I hope you had a few days off. I hope you got to relax and, you know, and just a feeling pretty, pretty good. Uh, Christmas was awesome. So we went back to the in-laws for our Christmas now and my mum came along as well. So we got to combine both families and we were just there all day and it was just really chilled. And I guess for me, when I go to the in-laws, it means I don't have to do anything. (laughs) And that's really nice, except drink champagne of course, but it was just, it was just brilliant. And it was just so happy. And the few days off, oh my God, also amazing. And on the last day of the time off, we took out my Christmas present, which was a stand-up paddleboard. And Connor and I went to the beach and we took out the stand-up paddleboard and went for a little adventures learning how to um, do that. It's so much harder than what it looks. So it's so much harder than what it looks. I cannot tell you how many times, like it was such a life lesson, you know, like every time you fall off, get back on and keep trying. And as I got there, it just got easier and easier. It took me about an hour just to even get to standing. And, you know, and like the ocean is obviously in constant movement, right? And it wasn't necessarily the calmest of days. It wasn't, you know, crazy, but there was a little ripple in the water, a few little waves and um, just negotiating that. And, but each time I sort of got to my feet, each time I started lasting just that little bit longer standing up. So yeah, it was really awesome. And then to end that day, um, out paddle boarding, Connor and I were having a go together, which was gorgeous. Um, there were dolphins. So we paddled out closer and we got to watch the dolphins just swim and play. It was just absolutely magical. And, for me, like I walked in, you know, I got home and my cup was just so full and I had, of course, had to say, yes, universe, more of this, please, (laughs) more of this. So it was just, it was just amazing. We decided this year for Christmas, we did kayaks and stand up paddle boards and all that sort of fun stuff because we want to do a lot more family outdoor activities together to sort of promote health and well-being but also togetherness as well of creating those family memories so that was something that was really important to us and we got onto it pretty much straight away which is good <laughs> which is amazing um i want to talk quickly as well about what's going on in the kiss my crown world it is self club launch time so self love club is opening its doors for 2023 starting on january 8th which i'm really excited now Self-Love Club is what I call an evergreen course. It means that you can sign into the course any year, any time for 12 months. So, you know, you could start in January, February, you know, whenever. But yeah, the doors are officially opening. So 
all the work's being done at the back end. It's just something that I'm so incredibly proud of and I cannot wait for it to launch next month, which is really only in a few days. So if you haven't already, get on and check it out. Head to the website www.kissmycrownacademy.com and look for the self-love club tab it'll have all the information there to you know register your interest and then we can get you all started with either monthly options or you can pay 12 months up front it's completely up to you what you prefer i love it all right so this week what i really wanted to talk about on the podcast was breaking cycles and you know being a generation that is just out there breaking all the all the cycles and how oh my god let me spit that out <laughs> being the generation that is breaking the cycles and how we can go about breaking cycles why we should be breaking cycles you know what are cycles what are we talking about here but this is something that I really want to talk about because I just feel like what's happening in the world right now like I'm seeing it everywhere with people you know breaking these sort of lifelong cycles you know and I don't mean just lifelong I mean generation cycles you know and that's what we're talking about today and it's just so incredibly empowering to see and I really feel like this generation at the moment like that is like a huge focus and it's a really exciting time to be alive really and just empowering of knowing that we get to change things that things don't have to be this way just because they always have. And we get to say fucking no. You know, we get to stand up when we don't like something. We get to speak up. We get to say, no, I'm actually not going to be treated that way or I'm no longer going to do this or these stories do not serve me and I am not going to continue them on for the next generation. And I think that is something really really special that we get to be a part of so maybe let's start off with what are cycles what am I talking about with cycles so typically when I'm talking about when we're breaking cycles and whether we call it breaking cycles or breaking curses whatever you want to call it it's about you know I guess these long-standing sort of maybe traditions or societal ideals that we are breaking maybe they're family stories Um, that we're breaking as well you know like so sometimes maybe a cycle of poverty or struggling for money maybe that's something that runs in your family like they're the stories that you get told from when you were born you know money doesn't grow on trees what are we made of money you know those sort of sayings and then when you see your parents you know what's money stories are you learning from those from your parents um Diet culture is a big one. Like, I don't, you know, have a quick look at the term almond mum. I found that really fascinating, something that it really fascinated me the other day as well. You know, I know for me, you know, diet culture was such a huge, huge part of my life growing up that, you know, I saw my mum on every single diet fad that there was. Uh, You know, Jenny Craig's, Zackens, I don't know, you name it, it was done. And, you know, it just, and it wasn't just, you know, my mom doing it. It was like a generational thing, right? Like everyone was doing it. And this is the time when there was heroin chic and then there was Baywatch babes and the supermodels and just, you know, the way that we were sort of brought up about, you know, diet culture was, is definitely one of those things. Um, 
and it was very much a culture that, you know, it was a cycle that dictated how women in particular should look. And I feel like it then spread to not just women, but to men as well. And that we have to look a certain way and, you know, they're going to be muscular. You've got to be, you know, not an ounce of fat on you and tall and all this sort of bullshit. I just wanted everyone to be like cookie cutter uh, representations of one another. Like no individuality, no, no uniqueness, no short, tall, thin, fat, you know, healthy. I don't know, everything in between. Like it just, it was like it had to be one way. And if you weren't that way, then you didn't belong. You weren't good enough basically um you know other cycles especially i guess with women is there's so many surrounding women um i just almost don't know where to start to be honest so um how much money a woman can have or who handles the money you know sometimes grow up and women didn't handle money only men did um you know when or if women should have children and when they should have children. There are a lot of cycles around that, uh, whether women should work, not work, be housewives, be domesticated, you know, all different sorts of things like that. And it's funny because women are taking on so much more responsibility out of the home or, you know, work-wise. Sometimes we work from home, so that's a bit different. But the... um the division of things like chores and stuff like that still isn't equal, you know, or it's equal, but then the organization or the execution side of things is not equal. So, you know, I guess if I use an example in my own life, like my husband very much would go 50, 50 in the housework now that we both work the same sort of hours, but the organization of life still gets passed on to me. So whether that is, you know, sorting out Christmas presents, birthday presents, birthday parties, uh, New Year's Eve parties, uh, you know, paying school fees, organizing school uniform, returning consent forms for that, scheduling everybody's life, organizing date nights, all that sort of stuff, that still very much comes to me which is sort of frustrating. <laughs> but, you know, this is what I mean. And this is about being those cycle, sort of cycle breakers, you know, like, and, and as I said, for women, there just seems to be a lot more and like that a man is superior to woman and, you know, things, things along those sort of lines. Um, but I am seeing so much lately in social media and it's so refreshing of people just, just, refusing to continue these cycles on with the next generation and I know that I'm one of those those people absolutely and I guess the big ones for me that I don't want to pass on is the money beliefs that I was brought up with and the money stories about struggle and working hard and um that sort of stuff or having like a I use the term losing like a good job, like a nine to five good job. You know, one thing that I'm really doing with my son right now is that we're talking about the entrepreneurial spirit and showing him the difference. You know, I'm very honest with my son about how much I get paid an hour and how much I make a fortnight, but then sat there and showing him how, you know, in a fortnight, if he did, 
you know, X amount of, you know, say you did five sales, you know, at a couple of hundred bucks each over five days, you know, that he could make more than me in a week just by selling, you know, five, five sales a day, you know, like in, in trading those sort of things instead of trading time for money about looking at products or things that he could do, you know, because I don't want, that's a big cycle and it's a big story for me. And these are the things too. Oh my God, I'm going off on a tangent is like, there is a lot of family stories and these are stories that you grow up believing to be true. And mine are sort of all intertwined. So not just like it's, it is money, but it's also about work and it's about, you know, I guess my own place in the home and stuff like that as well, because you know, for me, like it was very much like you have to work hard for your money. Um, like work, work, work and no play. And you have to save every penny you can't spend and you've got to put it away for a rainy day. And, you know, like you have to go like what was considered to be a good job or not a good job. You know, like it was just all these sort of things. And then then it was, oh, I'm working too much because I'm a woman and I should be home doing the home duties and cleaning the house. And like, it was just all these sort of stories that, you know, I've look, I, that I look to break with my own child so that he does not grow up believing him. So a big major one for me was about women and that showing my son that women are in fact a force to be reckoned with, that women are strong, that women can do anything a boy can do, that, you know, we, you know, we're not meek and mild. We can be bossed around or, you know, worst case, you know, hit or things like that by men. You know, we can't be controlled by men. We have, we have minds of our own. We are strong and we are independent. And yes, you know, we could be emotion, emotional, but having emotions is not a bad thing. It's something that I've really, really taught my son from a really young age. And it's something that he saw when I did professional wrestling. And when I was a professional wrestler, here I was, you know, wrestling against men twice my size, you know, and giving as good as I got. And, you know, it was so empowering. And I... You know, it's something that I'm so proud of that I did. And it just made me realize how strong and badass that I am. And I think that it really shaped the way that my son sees women. Because he, you know, in the same way when he looks at his, like, his grandmothers too. Like, my mother-in-law is tough as nails, you know. like And, and so he's seen that. And that's such an amazing thing. Like it's no, we're not going to sit down and do as we're told. We are going to get out there and do everything that we want to do. And no one's going to tell us what to do or how to do it or how to act or how to talk or how to dress or any of that bullshit. They're going to dictate to us what pretty is like. We're going to dictate that. And it's something that he's gotten to see. And, you know, and like I said as well, you know, like that's always been amazing. But money is definitely something that I'm breaking the the cycle with and being in this perpetual fight mode, struggle mode, you know, like that's how I was brought up. Like it was every, you know, the stories that I was told growing up and shown to believe is that every dollar was sort of hard to come by and that we just had to scrape and scrounge 
just to be okay. Not in poverty, like it's that sort of almost like that middle class syndrome where it's you don't ever get enough to get ahead, um, but you have enough just to keep your head floating above water. And that was the sort of story that I was shown over and over again. And you know that money can make people do awful things and you know like you have to work hard like everything is a fight you're not just going to be given opportunities and you're not just going to be given things you know nothing's handed to you on a silver platter you know that saying like that's a that was a big one for me growing up you know like things are just going to be handed to you so and I, it's something that I really tuned into this year, really realizing that I have is this fight or flight sort of mode. Like I, I feel like, and this has got a lot to do with my health as well, is that I have been in this constant fight mode and I've been in this constant struggle. Like I have to fight for every opportunity. I need to fight to achieve anything. I need to fight for the promotion, fight for the job, fight for weight loss, fight for whatever it is. Like I have to fight, 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 fight. And you know, I can physically feel that within myself when my body is running on that cortisol. And because I am constantly in that fight mode, that, you know, it's become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's only that I've started realizing it and was really shining light on it and going, oh, what the fuck? No wonder this is how my life has always been. And no wonder I've had to fight for everything, fight to survive, fight for life, fight for opportunities is because that's how I was conditioned to. And by shining the spotlight on it though it means that it's now something that I am aware of and something that I can break so what I've done for this year is well sorry for 2023 is I have chosen a word that is going to be my theme for 2023 and so my word thanks to the help of one of the girls in my self-love club because she helped me with this one is my word is ease It gets to be easy. Things come to me with ease. Success comes to me with ease. Money comes to me with ease. Opportunities just come knocking on my door. When I go to work every day, sales just drop on my lap because they come to me with ease. I don't have to work at it. I don't have to work hard. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to scratch or claw to try and get ahead. It just comes to me with ease. And that's definitely like a cycle that I want. I don't want to pass that down to my son. I don't want that to be his story where everything is a struggle. And I can see that so far until obviously I've realized what I've been doing is that it is his, it has been his story a little bit. You know, when I look at his schooling, it just, it wasn't easy for him. It was hard. And he had to fight to get ahead. He had to fight to bring his grades up. He had to just really put in all this extra, extra hard work. I can't help but think, is that because of the conditioning that I was brought up with and that I have sort of imprinted that DNA, you know, because that was what was imprinted on me, you know, like, so, you know, and it's, I don't know, isn't it? For me, I feel like, and I'm sure like other people that I see, you know, breaking cycles every day, that there is somewhat where it feels like it's my responsibility to be the one who breaks the cycle. 
Like, I don't think our parents had that privilege. They were carrying on cycles. But I feel like it's time for those cycles to be broken. And I feel like it is my responsibility to break the cycles within, you know, my family. And just in general, you know, I guess I, I teach a lot on breaking those cycles and rewriting those stories because I feel a sense of responsibility for it, whether it's because I've been a victim of these cycles. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just feel a strong sense of, you know, I guess justice. Maybe it's my star sign. Maybe it's being a Libra. I like justice and fairness and equality and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, but I just, because you have to ask yourself, like if you find yourself in a cycle, you know, like a, a family cycle and you find yourself repeating your parents' behavior and their parents' behavior and their parents before them's behavior. And I don't know. And I think a lot of it is to do with obviously that I am a mom. I'm just like, if I don't do this, then this will be my son's future as well. If I do not step up, if I do not make the changes and break the cycle and set the boundaries and do the, you know, get educated, reprogram my mindset and my mind and my subconscious thinking, then I'm going to, you know, pass that down to him. And I would be lying to say if I didn't already feel regret that I hadn't worked this stuff out sooner. You know, like I said, you know, like I'm 40 years old and these are the lessons that I, you know, probably what I've learned in the last five years God, I just wish that I had known them and been on this journey before I had a child so that I could have set him up from birth with this, with this new way of thinking, with these cycles already broken. So then when he was his little sponge at his youngest from what, what is it, up to six years old, seven years old, when they're like the full sponge and just taking everything on board, that I could have better equipped him with the tools and the freedom of not being a victim to that cycle. But on the flip side, and you know that I believe in this, is like everything happens for a reason and it happens at the specific time that it's meant to happen. So obviously I wasn't meant to have learnt these lessons earlier I'm meant to learn them now and I guess, you know, having a platform like this where I can voice and not, I'm not only influencing my own family cycles or the cycles that I have been a part of is that I also get to use my voice in this platform to help the many break these cycles. So not just my own son, but my own son plus everybody who listens to this podcast, plus everyone who follows me on social media. Like I've been given such a much, you know, TikTok, all that sort of stuff. I've just been given this beautiful platform to be able to talk about this. And I guess maybe that's because what that's what was meant to happen. It's pretty powerful stuff when you think about that. And, it, you know, and it goes on the flip side. If you're hearing this podcast today, it is not random. 
It is not random whether you listen to this podcast week in or week out or if you just popped in or you just particularly chose this episode. You might think that it was random or you might think that you chose it because it was the next in the series or whatever it was, but that is not the case. It is so much more magical than that. It is that you were meant to hear this message. And maybe you were meant to hear this message because you have cycles that you have the power to change. It's pretty powerful, right? It's pretty powerful. And the universe too, let me tell you, the universe has a funny way of giving you lessons over and over again until you have learned the actual lesson. I mean, sometimes we learn the lesson first time and then other times we don't, you know, and and we get that lesson over and over again. We get it being younger, we get it being older, whatever, until we have learned the lesson. And sometimes we don't know exactly what that lesson is. And I just talking about this today and talking about those cycles, it really brings into, you know, I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable here and I'm, I'm going to, you know, tell you more in-depth stuff um, because it's just coming to me as I'm recording this po- podcast. So I feel like it, it's, it's coming to me because it needs me to say it. So something that always happened in my family is that on my dad's side, my grandmother used to say things to me like she used to always compare me to my cousin and she would tell me that I wasn't as smart as her, I wasn't as skinny as her, I wasn't as pretty as her and just all round would just really put me down all the time whenever she could. I later found out that she used to do that to my younger cousin about and about me as well. Like, so it was just this thing that was sort of passed down. But then my dad used to always do it to me as well. And, you know, he wouldn't compare me to anyone else, but he would put me down. And it was quite emotionally damaging, especially being, you know, preteen and being told you're fat, you're stupid, you're not enough, like, whatever it is, you're a disappointment or, you know, maybe not those words per se, but they were words that made you feel that way. Um, you know, you're a silly bitch, you're, you know, this, that, whatever. But it was things that I was told on the regular. And, you know, when I, my parents divorced and I left with my mom And then later on, like, and then no surprise, I went and then got into a relationship with a boy who was both emotionally, verbally and physically abusive. Like, surprise, surprise, when I was treated that way sort of by my own father, of course, I was going to get into a relationship by that. But as I got a little bit older, you know, I didn't talk to my dad for a really long time. And then I made the decision to forgive my dad and to talk my dad, to talk to my dad again. But of course, you know, along those ways... You know, when I look back at now, I got the blame, you know, like, oh, when you left with your mum, I was a teenager, you know, like he, he, you know, like he held grudges for me against things about me as a teenager. So basically for things, and when I'm talking as a teenager too, I'm talking 17 and under, I'm not talking like 18, 19 and nearly an adult. I'm talking about 
13, 14, 15, a child, still a child. And he would hold sort of grudges against me for that. And anyway, things with us were, you know, good for a long time after I forgave him. And then we just went on having a relationship as you do with your father, because I always felt guilty when I didn't talk to him. And then, you know, fast forward until last year and we moved in with my dad and this same sort of stuff started sort of happening again, but in a different way. And I would find my dad was putting down my son, making it seem like things he didn't do were normal. Um, he would put down my husband. Uh, you know, like he would literally be like, oh, why doesn't anyone, ha- you know, no, why didn't they help you with the house? And then the moment that they helped with the house, oh, that's women, woman's work. You know, like things like that and just really realizing that you know that cycle reappeared after many many years and after I thought I had forgiven and moved on but that cycle has reappeared and at the moment whilst I don't exactly know why or what it is that I need to learn from here because you know as it stands now I I'm I don't have a relationship with my father now is that what was meant to be you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. But, you know, this cycle happened from my grandmother to my father. And then it didn't, you know, when the first time when we stopped talking to one another, it didn't fix the problem. It didn't stop him from being cruel. He just, it's just that I didn't live with him anymore. So he didn't really have that opportunity to be cruel. Right. And you know, like, so I guess initially the problem was never solved in the first place. And so, you know, fast forward 12 months. Yeah. You know, fast forward, you know, so many years and back to last year and it's just back, it's the same cycle. And I just, I, you know, like learned so much from that because it was such a lesson for me in the type of parent that I don't want to be. You know, I don't want my son to go through what I had to go through from both my grandmother and my father. I don't want that to happen. I refuse to let that happen. I refuse for him to to suffer from a parent being cruel. You know, in having to, you know, always have those sort of daddy issues of wanting, like, to please and for him to be proud of me. Because he never came and watched me play netball or my calisthenics competitions or anything like that. You know, like it was, I just, I don't want that for my son. And I guess, you know, is that the lesson too, you know? And maybe the lesson came when I was in the midst of this new job and I just got so busy with life and I was just missing out on all Connor's things. And then I was just grumpy all the time. Maybe that was the lesson to remind me not to be like that. I don't know, but. You know, when you've had something like that, you know, how powerful is it that, you know, I can stand here and share that story with you is that I can stand here and I can be like, I will not let that happen to my son. I will not be the third generation that carries on that behavior because it wasn't just his behavior. It was his mother's behavior. And, you know, and I think too now knowing I don't have to be respectful you know, I think I was always really polite to her. And then after she passed away, like, 
You know, it's like we're pretending she was a different person. I don't need to be that. I don't need to do that anymore. Because at the end of the day, she was a cruel woman and she was a cruel mother. And she passed that down to her child. But I refuse to let her pass it down to her grandchild or her great-great-grandchild. Because I get to be the cycle breaker. And I just, I guess the whole point of this is that I just want you to know, you know, this is a whole thing that we always talk about. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. So, and Christmas really exacerbates or highlights, you know, when there's sort of family tension or drama, you know, whether it's all the family together and a few too many drinks or whatever you start, you know, some people rub you the wrong way and all that sort of stuff. I think that this is that time when you get really reflective on on those cycles and just you know if there are some cycles there that you think can be broken and that you don't want to continue stand up to today and say it stops with me enough is enough we are not going to do this anymore <sighs> wow that <laughs> that is a load and a half my god I didn't realize I was going to go that deep, you know, like I know that I keep my life a pretty open book and I talk to you about all my sort of experiences and things like that and things that I go to. But sometimes I don't go into a lot of detail like that. And this is probably something that I don't speak about enough or a lot about my own experience and how I feel. And, you know, there definitely needs to be some therapy around this relationship don't get me wrong and that's something that I'll do but yeah it was just this is the first time that I guess I've really spoken about it publicly and I just I want to thank you for listening to my story and letting me share that and I just really hope that if there is a cycle that you want to break that it has given you some strength and courage um, and inspiration to to be the change. Be the change. All right, my babes, you know we're done for today. Oh my God, next episode will be the first episode in 2023. And I am so excited. So in the next episode, I'm going to I'm going to share with you my goals and what I'm going to work on and, you know, and I would love to hear yours. So I cannot wait to catch up with you in the next episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure you head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.